This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. It's Cheryl from Unleashed. And today, as my guest, I have Jeff Allen from Monkey's Dog Hospice and Sanctuary. And he is an angel on earth. And we're going to tell you the story. So, Jeff, welcome. I'm so glad you could uh, be on today. And what you do is very important. You know, there are certain people in our section who love animals, who foster, who rescue who are able to take in sick animals and make them better. And there certainly is a niche for, you know, for what you and your wife, Michelle, do. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So, Cheryl, thank you very much for having me on because we love to talk about dogs, right? We all do. At Monkey's House, we rescue the the hospice dog. So what a hospice, some people may not be familiar with that term. It's a dog that has a terminal diagnosis and the shelter is going to destroy them. So generally they're senior dogs, not always, but I'd say 98% of the time they are. And we bring them to our home. It's a, in a home environment. We live on a six acre little farm and these dogs, no kennels. They live in the house. Uh, They have uh, tailored meals based on the condition that they're in. If they have cancer, if they have liver or kidney disease, we have fresh feeding. So it's gently cooked or raw food with uh, herbs. We use some traditional Chinese medicine to help as well. And the fun, the best thing is they have a bunch of aunt and uncles, which we call our volunteers that come over and spend time with them. And then we do a lot of living in the moment. So we go to the Jersey Shore We go to the Pine Barrens, which is a big state forest near us. And every year we sit on Santa's lap. All the dogs go and sit on Santa's lap. So it's really, we're really unique in the sense that we want to give these dogs quality in their final moments. We're not trying to give them, you know, stretch out their lives, even though because of the the way they live here, they always do seem to go much, live a lot longer and happier. But we're really trying to put quality into that final chapter. It really is a wonderful thing. Now, do you find you get them from a shelter? So are they strays or there are many, many people who have an animal and when the animal gets sick, you know, they drop them off or they put them in a shelter and either they can't afford to, you know, give the animal care. So are they mostly animals that came from a home and they were put in a shelter or are they strays? Yeah, there's a combination. You know, we don't know all that much about the past and we try not to think about the past because in general, when we get these dogs, they are in really rough shape. So we really focus on the time we get them and forward. But I can tell you that, like you said, some people can't afford the treatment. Some people, sadly, it's like an old pair of shoes that they just throw away when they get old and, and need our help the most. Others, we actually have had some that they're their parents have died, right? So the owner passed away and then no one would take that dog in. The dog went to the shelter, was very sick. And that's very sad. So we we always say, make sure that you have a will that's going to cover that for your pets. So there's all different variations of how we do get these dogs, but they are from shelters or other rescues. We won't take them from individuals, although we'll help individuals you know, guide them. There are some resources for them, different nonprofits that will help them out. So that's how we get them. 
And you have, and you're monkeyshouse.org, correct? Yes, it's monkeyshouse.org. And we're also on Facebook. So every night we post on Facebook and we have, believe it or not, we have about 70,000 followers now on social media. So people from around the world follow us. And it's amazing how they fall in love with these dogs from a distance, I mean, from I Australia. Of the dogs, Fletcher and Buck and Hannah Bear, they're gorgeous animals. They, you wouldn't know they were sick. Yeah, they, I always say, you know, people sometimes wonder when I talk about transformation, these dogs, they, they transform. And, and I'm saying, look, they're terminal dogs. We're not going to stop them from passing away and going to the Rainbow Bridge. But the transformation is amazing because both physical, they'll come in here emaciated, like I said, kidney disease, liver disease, will really make it better and make give them quality of time so they can live in a moment. And then sometimes psychological, they'll come here and they're, they're shut down because who knows what the past was like. Next thing right. you know, they're loving life. They're loving the other dogs. They love the, the aunts and uncles that come here. So it is transformational. How did you get into this? How did this come about for you? My wife and I were always big. We, both of us actually grew up with all kinds of animals, you know, dogs, cats, horses, you name it. We probably both had it. And then when we got married, we had all kinds of animals as well. And in about 2010, so 10 years ago, we started fostering dogs and they found out that Michelle was a registered nurse. So it gives her a leg up on most of us. Although, you know, I've learned a lot. Like over the, the way years. you said that a leg up. <laughs> it's pretty yes. good. But, you know, so, so I'd say for five years, we were doing a lot of fostering. And then the, the uh, shelters started giving us the really sick dogs because my wife knew how to take care of them the best. So doing that, we realized that there was really there was very few, probably a handful of true dog hospices in, in the world. And so we said we have to start a dog hospice so we can help more dogs, because, frankly, we were spending a ton of money on nine different dogs that we were some were ours that we adopted, seniors and some fosters. And we just said, look, if we want to help more dogs, we need to start a nonprofit, which Monkey's House is. And we get, a, you know, thankfully, we have supporters that will donate to us. Very good. Well, I will like you on Facebook. I also have my Unleashed show. I have a page on Facebook as well. And I do have a book club. And I know that you have, you know, the book out where dogs go to live. And I will definitely post that. And, oh, thank you. And, you know, after this goes out, whatever we could do, because I know it's very expensive for care of animals. And what you're doing is, is a very good, a wonderful, wonderful thing. It really takes special people to care for animals like that. You know, a lot of people, they just can't do it. There's a lot of animals that need care that, you know, one would, you would have to give them a shot and not everybody's able to do it. That's why I said there's special people who rescue, who foster and who take in sick animals because they're able to care for them. And so and, what you do is your niche. And you know, Cheryl, there is an army of people that help us. When you think about it, like I said, we have our aunts and uncles, which are our volunteers. There's Michelle and I, which are nonstop. I have a full-time job as well. But then there's, like you said, there's transport people. There's people from all over the world that help support us financially or even emotionally. And then there's other people who, you know, there just seems like a, a ton of people, other rescues that will get dogs, that, that will actually save the dog and it'll go through two or three different hands before it comes to us. So there is an army of people that are helping out. And like you said, some people, it is emotional. We lose about 20 dogs a year because we're a hospice. And it's like our, they're like our own dogs and, and it tears our heart out every time, but we do it because somebody has to do it. And it's really all about the dogs. It's not about us. But we're going to break for a commercial. We'll be right back. 
Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. So now I've got this pack of four Sharpay Rescue dogs for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. They get a regular diet of Dynavite with every meal. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. People remark on what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, you don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, everybody. We're back and we're talking to Jeff Allen from Monkey's House, Dog Hospice and Sanctuary, Angels on Earth. So what do you foresee right now, which with the virus happening, there's got to be a lot of animals uh, that aren't being cared for. And like you say, a lot of animals who owners go missing or pass away, just like with people, we internalize and we become ill. So I would think that with the coming months, you're going to be a little busy. You know, COVID-19 has really been hard on, on us. I think in some areas, I know they say people are adopting more dogs, but they're adopting the healthy dogs, which is great, right? That's what we like to see. As long as hopefully when things get back to normal, that they're still part of the family and, and they're still loved like part of the family. Our problem is our volunteers are not here now because it was trying to social distance and we're a little bit older. So we're probably, we're not quite in the category of, of the folks that could really catch COVID and, and then have complications. But still, we have to be careful. So my wife and I really have been taking care of And we normally have 25 plus or minus dogs here. We also have some in what we call forever fosters. So in general, we have about 35 dogs at any, any point. We're down a few dogs because, like I said, it's just my wife and I. So there are dogs that if we don't take them, they will be destroyed. So you have to take them. There's, uh, I understand. You can't let yeah. that happen. Yeah, yeah, first of all, it's not like you can't let it happen. You're not going to let it happen. So, and that's now correct. that's more. But I read up on you and you talked about walking, but you do have a large property. And right now with the weather, it's still not that cold. It's still beautiful. Animals, if they're able to and healthy enough, they can get out and run. And I guess they all get along with each other, right? Yes. Yeah, so we only accept dogs that are other dog and cat friendly because we do have actually a couple cats that are on, around the farm. and. One grandpa comes in the house once in a while and walks around. So they are all cat and dog friendly. Now, sometimes we'll get them like, you know, we'll have up to almost 20 dogs in the main house. And then we converted our garage and another room on the other side of the garage for the dogs that, you know, they're not used to having that many dogs around them. So we're very good at bringing dogs in, introducing them very slowly. And, you know, the pack walks are very important. Like you said, walking is critical. The ones that can't walk, we have strollers or we have wagons because we have everything and anything. We have dogs that are missing back legs. 
We have dogs that are blind. We have dogs that are blind and deaf. We have the gamut here of, of almost everything you could think of. Amazing. And it's just you and Michelle, right? Your it's children? just Michelle. Well, your That's children correct. have flown the coop? You know what? No, we, we actually, we were never lucky enough to have children. So all of our children have fur and four legs. Four legs. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I know I saw a video online and I post a lot because I do a lot of stuff with animals, posting pictures and stuff. And there's this one man, he must have 14 old dogs. He gets up in the morning. It is it is just amazing. One can't come down. He has to carry a little bit of a thing, but he's got a whole routine, how he feeds them. Oh, and he even has a pig and they go for <laughs> a walk in a wagon. It is hysterical. It's the whole day. And he comes in or he'll start to do laundry and they're all asleep in the living room. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's a lot he like that here so because some animals before pets used to be cats and dogs. You know, or you're lucky enough, you have big property, you'll have a horse. But now with all these videos and, you know, people with farms and sanctuaries, with the goats, with the sheep, with the pigs and the horses and the dogs and everybody's friends with everybody, we could learn so much from these animals because they really, truly all get along. They get along. and, And it's amazing that they are so in tune with one another. We'll have a dog that is getting ready to pass and the other dogs know it. And we've had a, one of our German shepherds went over cows, and put her cows head. Cows know that too. Yeah. And they put their head, like they actually are comforting them. It's amazing to see that, that love that the dogs have for one another. So I know we it, can learn a lot. We certainly can. So I definitely will post on my book club, the book. And uh, I guess you talk about all of this. Well, you're pretty lucky that, you know, Michelle is a nurse. You're never a retired nurse or a retired doctor. So in that respect, the extra care, and I guess you have veterinarians that are are able to help you answer any questions or something like that. We have a a couple of main veterinarians that help us, Dr. Knight, Dr. Morgan, and then we have a lot of specialists that we have as well because we have a cardiologist, we have, you know, an eye doctor, you name it, we've had it, and Michelle picks out the best. She's very particular about who works on the dogs and wants to make sure they're the best, and like I said, in the book, Where Dogs Go to Live, I highlight about 37 of the dog's stories. So it's a very uplifting, inspiring book. You might think that it's not because it talks about hospice, but I really wanted to make sure. And that's how we want our, even the dogs here, we, it's never negative. It's always positive energy. So that's what we try to do. It, you know, you were talking about dogs can teach us so much. One of my chapters is called The Best Teacher is a Hospice Dog because these dogs do teach us so much. And I think not just a hospice dog, but dogs in general. They can oh, teach us a ton. You know, I grew up with a dog. My my parents had a tricolor collie before I was even born. I learned how to walk on him, you know, walk by pulling up on him when I was very little. But children who grow up with animals, it really does, you know, compassion, kindness. Plus, it's a best friend. It doesn't matter what the bullies out in the world or people who tease you. When you come home, your dog or your cat or your horse or your sheep, or your goat—they're your best friends, you know. It, when you, it, it's love, Cheryl. You, it's amazing you you brought that up because in my book I have in chapter five. It's it's called a dog and his boy. One of our our aunts, one of our volunteers, has a th- well. He was three years old when she started to foster our dogs for us, and she was forever fostered, which means they live with that family. But you know, we supply everything they need, and he is in the on the autism spectrum. So 
So when he was three years old, he was very kind of quiet, and, you know, and shy. And, and then they started taking dogs. Now, now they have three of our dogs, uh, three of the monkey's house dogs. And he gets along great with these dogs. And come to find out, dogs are like one of the best things for children with autism. Yes, they it, are. It, it's a, like you said, it's, it's a partner to them. Like sometimes, you know, the children don't get along maybe as well with other children, or, but they get along so great with these dogs. And it teaches them a lot about, you know, friendship and it brings them out of their shell. So it's amazing what animals will do with children. I say even adults, but. Oh, definitely adults. Yep. <laughs> definitely adults. You know, it used to be that expression, everything we need to know in life, we learned in kindergarten. You know, some of these adults today haven't gone to kindergarten, but, you know, <laughs> with an animal, I'm sure you've seen that video. I think it's been around for years. That one little boy who's, I believe, autistic and he's not communicating and the dog is like on his lap, putting his paws on him and the kid keeps moving back. And the dog keeps moving towards him. So finally, he realizes that the dog isn't a threat. Because, you know, a lot of autistic children don't like to be touched. But yes. the dog just kept on it and on it. And I think a lot of people who have children with autism or Asperger's realize that it, it's very good for them to have a dog. Well, you know, they, they have dogs that go to hospice or chemo or to hospitals to comfort people absolutely the comfort dogs i think they might call them i mean, I mean there's obviously service that. dogs there's service even, dogs for sure but there's also right. the comfort e dog even us in our in our last hours if we had to have hospice we'd want good care so i think what you're doing is is marvelous you will be blessed you're going up the ladder you'll get a <laughs> couple of gold rungs because we really need people like that I'm going to try to get a hold of this book and I'll read it, but uh, I find it very interesting. And I certainly, you know, will push, you know, um, your uh, monkeyshouse.org and uh, try to get some of my friends, you know, how on Facebook for my birthday or for this or that, I'm giving to blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I'll try to orchestrate something like that. Because even if you're nonprofit, you could always use the help. Thank you very much. And like I said, the book, Where Dogs Go to Live, is available on Amazon. Actually, it's, it's available everywhere and anywhere. So any online stores, Barnes & Nobles, the, even the, uh, the brick-and-mortar stores. There is Barnes & Nobles. I think they're gone. There's an online store. And I think there's, a, there's actually a few stores still around. Most of them are gone. You're correct. Terrible, isn't it? Yes. You can't even go into a bookstore anymore. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Maybe somebody will open up a new one when this virus leaves us. All right. So now it's monkeyshouse.org. So if anybody wants to go there and like I said, I'll post it. I'm going to like you on Facebook. That's what it's under monkey's house. Yes. It's monkey's house. I think it might be monkey's house, a dog hospice and sanctuary. So now what is a normal day when you have a full-time job? You said. So I work for a pharmaceutical company. Actually, I'm in technology, so I can work from home, which is I'm thankful for that, right? Because most people, you know, a lot of people, especially in the service industry, have lost their jobs. So then we, like you said, it's almost a two-hour morning and two-hour night. That's just the feeding process. They all get tailored meals, so you have to make sure. Now, we, we cook some meat ahead of time. But still, it's a couple hours getting prepared to feed, and then you walk them. And then there's, you know, obviously a lot of vet care. There's different type, but we have a microbubble treatment here that helps with skin ailments. They could get that. So there's a ton of things done in between the meals. Um, but you're talking probably almost four hours with both of the meals combined. It's a good thing it's not a cat hospital where you have to clean out litter boxes. Yeah, that's true. Another four hours. I have two cats, and boy, 
I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> you know, it really is something. But uh, yeah, you could walk them or let them just run if they can run. But I think it's wonderful. So on the average, do they stay for a while? So they really do get to live? You know, they, they really do. They really do. I, I don't know how to say on average, I would say they're here much longer than we anticipated. Because I think because it's so healthy, because they're getting love. They don't want to leave. They don't. They haven't had it this good. I'd say on average they're here nine to ten months, maybe a year. That's wonderful. It it is amazing because a lot of the vet shelter vet will say, well, this dog is going to be with you for you know he only has three or four months. Just take him home, you know, and let him pass is what their concept is, right? We're like, no, we don't let anybody pass. They come home with us. We do all the vet care they need. Some of them will be on underwater treadmill if they need to get mobility back. They'll get the food, the healthy food. They'll get the home environment. And next thing you know, this dog is with us for nine months. It's which is supposed to be here for a month. Or we've had a dog that was here four years that had every health condition that you could imagine, but still enjoyed life. Like we're not going to keep them if they're not enjoying life. I understand that. Yeah. Nobody wants an animal to suffer. But no. if they're not suffering and they can be helped, it's a little different, I think, with dogs. I mean, I know animals try to hide pain or suffering. I mean, they're, you know, even cats are pack animals. They try to hide it, but because of Michelle, you would probably know the kind of ailment they have that it, they were in pain. But even nine months is really a blessing. Could you imagine? No, it really is. And, and I don't know how Michelle does it. She's, she's an expert in it. And of course, we have the vets too the, to help us out. It, we always say to pet owners that have a good relationship with your vet. You know, if you if you don't have a good relationship, Michelle said jokes and says, if you can't really hug your vet, then maybe you should try to find a new vet because you, you're going to depend on them with your best friend. Right. So make sure that you have a good vet that you really like, that's knowledgeable and it's going to look out for your pet. That's true. That's true. Well, I really thank you for coming on and I'd like to keep in touch with you and maybe uh, down the road we'll do a check-in and I have all your information and to all of our listeners, it's monkeyshouse.org and the book is Where Dogs Go to Live. And uh, I want to thank you, Jeff, for uh, taking the time. I want to thank Mark, our producer, and I want to remind all of our listeners to live life unleashed. See you next time. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.